college grads is they think they have to make, they think every decision affects the rest of their lives. Yes. <laughs> and they don't think they can change their minds. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Soul Blazers podcast. Co-hosts Amanda Ware, our Christmas queen and founder of Hello Holidays, and Dr. Kara Osborne, our multi-venture guru, are ready to sit down and share their stories, insights, and wisdom to inspire aspiring trailblazers like you who are gearing up to start your own business, seeking personal growth, or looking for that spark to set your soul ablaze. Another upper limit for early 20s is I think they think they might need to get married before they start their future because that spouse or that partner is going to affect everything. Like they need to have a job that's flexible because whoever they marry might not be able to. I think that was one of my upper limits is when I get married, I can start my life. And I wish I wouldn't have had that on me. And it was my, it was the culture I was around. It was everyone. It wasn't just me. It surely wasn't real. Maybe it was my parents, but I don't think it was. So that was the upper limit of my 20s. I wish I would have been like, why couldn't I just do what I want without worrying about having a spouse or a partner to do that with? I think um, geography is an upper limit that people get caught in when they're young. Uh, I think thinking that you need to be close to friends and family or that if you go away, you'll never get the opportunity to come home. I look at people that I went to college with. We went to this, you know, liberal art, private liberal arts school, lots of smart kids, lots of people who came out, doctors and lawyers. And many of them have never lived outside of Kentucky because they went through professional tracks where they had to get a license and whatever the discipline was. And they just, have hit the upper limit of what's possible for them in their profession and in even their social circles without moving, but they don't even see it as an option to leave the state. Do you see that in Arkansas? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. That was 100%. It's a definitely a thing because you have to get, as a teacher, you have to get a new teaching license or an attorney, you have to get a new, all the things if you go to another state, you have to do. and. Like, I only knew what I knew. I had family in California, I had a little family in Texas, but the family in Arkansas was who I was closest to. And so, cutting the cord is really hard. Yeah, but then I think once you do it once, it gets a lot easier. So, one of the questions about upper limits is like, well, how do you get past them? Well, one of the ways you get past them is you go do it. And then you realize that it was really mostly in your head like taking another certification exam. Well, you took this one and it went okay, you know. You can do it again. You can do it again. You can take a prep course. Certification exams are an upper limit that gets all kinds of people. You can do it. Like, I find immigrant populations so inspiring in this way because I know so many people who in their country of origin were professionals who had to start completely from scratch, from ground zero, and go all the way back through the professional track. It can be done. Is it always going to be pleasant? No. But does it give you access to a whole new world? Yes. So, 
We we need to do a we need to do a whole show on immigrant entrepreneurship because it's fascinating. I think about T and Anna who own T Nails, do my nails and lashes, and oh my gosh, they both came here not knowing the language or knowing having any connections in their community really. That, that that's a hard thing, and they do it and all over. You see it everywhere. Totally. You see it more in urban areas. I feel like. Yeah. Upper limits for twenty somethings that I wish being intimidated by sort of administrative tasks. It's actually something that I have been thinking about because Max, our 18 year old's about to go away to school, is creating, and I will do this, but creating a checklist of like, here are important things that your parents have probably done for you that you need to learn to do for yourself. Your car registration, your insurance, scheduling your every six month dental visit, your eye exam, your taxes, you know, basic things, basic adulting checklists of here are the things. And these should not be intimidation factors that keep you from taking good care of yourself. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah, you're right. We should not be afraid of those things, but they are intimidating. DMV period is intimidating. It's intimidating to go in there because they're not friendly. It's awkward. You feel like you're in trouble. It's like going through the T, you know, going through check at like airport. It's stressful. You should make a list of how we should do those things, Kara. How we should take care of ourselves. Yeah, setting up a bank account. Setting up a bank account should not be a barrier to doing something. You know, new entrepreneurs um, forming an LLC. Forming an LLC should not keep you from doing what you want. But I can remember doing it for the first time and hearing about things like the operating agreement and being like, what in the world is an operating agreement? And especially for those of us who've gone through professional training in a very specific subject and done well, not knowing or not understanding how to find out feels really bad when you've when you've been good at something, starting as a beginner and being bad at it feels bad. That fear of failure thing like rears its head. And you know, for all people, myself very much included, getting past sort of basic administrative tasks like that can take a ton of time and energy. And yet we all need to do it. Right, so what are ways to make that less of a thing? Yeah, and just do it. I like how Andrew Hoverman always says, like, make your, just do it, make your body do it because your head's gonna, when you get in your head, it can keep you from doing There's the all thing. kinds of tricks and devices. There's, you know, a great book about counting to five and then just going, you know, it's, it's whatever will get you into, out of your head and into action. So the best remedy for anxiety is purposeful action. And there are all kinds of people who write about it and talk about it, but taking measurable steps to change whatever the situation is that's creating that anxiety is the best and fastest way to fix it but we get really paralyzed totally and what i do love and we've talked when you and i talk about this with everything we do is like 
just trying a recipe. It's worth, nobody puts a recipe out there and it's the first first one. That's we right. have to try different ways of doing the things. The first waffle is always a disaster. Yeah. But Pancake. you have to make the first waffle to make the second waffle. Totally. Like that's just part of it. Like mistakes are not very tolerable in American culture. And one of the things that we teach in human-centered design and lean startup and the various startup methodologies is fail fast and frequently. Many of us have such a mental block against failure that even when the task in front of you, when I tell a room full of students, I need you to find a way to fail and whoever fails the fastest wins, they still can't do it. Wow. We're just not a society that talks about our failures, promotes our failures, or, yeah, definitely a thing. It's in, because it's embarrassing. It feels like we're such an achievement-driven society. Totally. You can look at Instagram and be like, oh. I'm and image, that. right? Social media. Image. Achievement, image. But I think as more people are willing to normalize what it looks like when you make mistakes and the fact that you can recover from mistakes, not catastrophizing every mistake. Mistakes happen, right? And uh, thinking you have to be perfect is in and of itself an upper limit problem. It keeps you small, it keeps you from trying new things to think that mistakes are not something we can recover from. That is if I make a mistake, everything will be ruined. Like, actually, if you make a mistake, you'll try again and do it different. Yeah. And those are upper limits, and Abby and I were talking about upper limits in your 20s, and that's those glass ceilings or those things that just keep us in our world and keep us from doing the things that we might be meant to do. We can't see. It's blinders. Upper limits really are blinders that we have. They're the shadows of things we don't see that are keeping us from our greatness. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Soul Blazers podcast. Kara and Amanda, your soul blazing big sisters, are just laying the foundation for all of the amazing things to come. If you want to stay up to date on new episodes, be notified of any discounts, or get a glimpse of what we are working on behind the scenes, go to soulblazers.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Until next time, Soul Blazers.